plot twists in parenting, the surprises along the way in raising kids within a cross-cultural marriage. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Marriage India, your go-to space for navigating love, life, and culture. Today's episode is going to be a split bag here, I'm sure, but always sprinkled with love, laughter, and maybe a few aha moments as we touch down on the surprises along the way in raising kids within a cross-cultural marriage. So grab your comfort drink, let it be chai, coffee, or even a glass of wine, bottoms up. We're about to sort through the lefts and the right turns in a maze that we all experience as we parent together across different cultural landscapes. Remember when we naively thought that tying the knot was the grand finale? Oh, how wrong were we? Enter parenting, a world full of joy, challenges, and questions like, why can't Santa Claus and Lord Krishna be friends? There have been trying times when my mother-in-law is with us during Christmas, given her wanting to spoil that Santa really is a mythological figure. Sometimes this can create emotional highs and lows in parenting in a realm of cross-cultural traditions. Honestly, it's like trying to combine two different puzzles into one beautiful but perplexing picture. And believe me, it's not just about the holidays. It's about navigating this fusion of cultures requires a bit of game plan, a ton of patience, and a sprinkle of humor. Needless to say, there's a cultural learning curve. Imagine parenting as a maze and now add layers of tradition, languages, and contrasting beliefs. What do you get? A multi-dimensional labyrinth that requires a PhD in cultural diplomacy. From bedtime stories that pivot between ancient epics and fairy tales to the daily dance of bilingualism and the learning curve is steep. And let me tell you, there's nothing like the joy and chaos of celebrating both Holy and Easter in the same month. The importance of embracing and celebrating the things that as parents you hold near and dear to your hearts that filled your childhood with all the awesomeness it had in it is an important thing for you both to now experience together and pass on to your children. Talking about this amongst yourselves and agreeing on approach early on, I promise, will save you both from a lot of silly misunderstandings. And the less of those that we all can have in our lives will make our marriages happier forever. So I kid you not, if it's just something that you guys can just get in front of, I promise you'll both be better for it. And what type of multicultural expert would I be if I didn't touch down on the also sticky subject of discipline and traditions? Here's the kicker. In a cross-cultural home, discipline isn't just about timeouts and rewards. It's a complex web of community-focused practices and individualistic philosophies. Picture this. One of you guys believes the it takes a village concept while the other is Googling positive reinforcement techniques solely focused on what not to do when growing up and how not to repeat the same mistakes again with your own children. It leads to debates that might require a warm cup of herbal tea, or let's just be real, a decaf coffee to calm the nerves. But here's our golden rule. Never counter each other's disciplinary measures in front of the kids. It's crucial to present as a united front, and any disagreements 100% should get parked for bedtime discussions among yourselves. This is a practice that Srinu and I put into place very early on, such as pushing too hard on the studies, curfews, friends. As parents, maybe you like or don't like. My approach has always been friends, closer, enemies, even closer, whereas Srinu's is find new friends. 
uh, social circle matters. I prefer not to have them over. And neither is wrong, but the mentality for sure is a different approach. And all you need to really do is just think it through and create a new glue to better bind you two as an indestructible parenting duo. Education is for sure a topic that can either unite families or ignite a civil war. In a cross-cultural family, academic aspirations become a fascinating blend of rigor and holistic growth. It's like curating an after-school schedule that's a mix between a Mensa meeting and an arts festival. But the key here is balance and communication. What might look like a cultural clash on the surface can actually become a strength when approached collaboratively. For example, my father-in-law is a PhD holder and as my American background just kind of instilled in me, my approach is I just want my kids to be happy. I want them to live a good life. They can take care of themselves and be happy. Whereas from the Eastern side, you know, on my father-in-law's mentality, he really wanted you to not only be able to support yourself, but support a family. It's very much the conservative approach on man is head of house. He should be able to provide. I think that before I entered into my marriage, I always thought that, you know, a husband and wife will work together as a team. This was something I deeply wanted because my parents weren't that. But at the same time, I have it in my core that I always wanted to be a mom. I wanted nothing more than to be a mom. I wanted to be able to stay home with my kids. And for that, I think I was a little bit conservative in my beliefs. So I can't imagine had my in-laws raised my husband any different, where, what place we would be in right now. So I owe him a debt of gratitude um, for the way he raised my husband. My husband is an amazing person. But at the same time, those beliefs and understanding that you know, this is the way a family is raised is something that you should really talk to each other about. What are some of your beliefs or what are your hard stops? That's a conversation that as parents, you should definitely have before you get to that point. I can tell you in the beginning when our kids were little, things were great and things were, you know, we could do things on a whim and we could, we really are a great parenting team. But as they got older, we thought things would get so much easier, but they didn't. They got so much more complex and challenging. So the approaches that you both have, you really should kind of come to an agreement on what that looks like, what you guys believe in, because the warm love, happy phase is there, but you guys do have to raise some pretty sound individuals. So let's not ignore the elephant, or should I say elephants um, in the room, the grandparents. If ever in your lives, a Ganesh Puja should take place. It should be every time your parents have an opinion because the obstacles will be many. I mean, seriously, God bless them. They're the carriers of culture and the givers of unsolicited advice. I'm one of them. The tightrope we walk is between respecting the ancient wisdom they bring and modern practicalities. For example, we appreciate Ayurvedic remedies, but sometimes you just can't beat good old Tylenol and navigating this generational landscape is a true art form. I mean, turmeric and warm milk is not the solution to all of our problems. Wish it was, but it's not. And the fact that is parenting in today's world is nothing like it was when any of us were being raised. And in fact, they will never be able to wrap their heads around the many challenges or demands that we now must overcome. The way our kids dress, act, behave, and socialize within this world is insanely different. And we cannot expect 
them to understand. But where we do need to strike a balance is I caution you guys to think this one through as we give leniency to our kids. It's a tough audience out there and upholding your core values and beliefs is going to be a struggle. Let's go back to speaking of these tightropes and let's talk about cultural nuances that permeate everyday life. The fashion choices alone can lead to family debates worthy of a damn reality TV show. For example, when my kids hit high school, I didn't feel like I needed to be the dress police. But my mother-in-law's an early riser. Five o'clock, she's up. She sees them off and she sees them come back because mom's running errands. But one morning, I remember specifically, Brittany wore like this spaghetti strapped uh, cami. Let's call it a camisole. And so she wore it and she left. And when I got up that morning, all hell broke loose. It was, what are you doing? You didn't see what your daughter wore to school, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, gosh. You know, so that was the way I started my day. So when Brittany came home, the discussion was private and it was Brittany, hey, there's nothing wrong with what you wore today. However out of respect for your grandparents because they're with us, just next time put a jacket on. You come home, just put a jacket on and then just change your shirt into a t-shirt. You know, not a big deal, not a battle to fight over. Let's just show some respect here. That was one of the situations. I mean, this doesn't even have to be a camisole. It can be a pair of ripped jeans and my mother-in-law's having a fit that we look like poor folk sending our kids to school. But these things can certainly be an absolute struggle and you got to pick and choose them. But no matter what it is, whether you're going to conform or try to please your parents, in-laws, whatever, the two of you definitely are going to have to be in the same page no matter what. So do you opt, like, for example, there are Indian functions when in Rome. Do you opt for a sari or a simple t-shirt for a family gathering? Each decision you make is an opportunity for cultural education. And trust me, sometimes you'll need that bottle of wine to ease into those conversations because You being on the same page is key here. I cannot stress enough because for you, it may not mean much, but to your partner, it could be everything. This could just defy who they feel they are as a family, whereas you've always seen yourself as an individual. That is not something you can rip out of their mindset. So just be careful about that. So How do you weave these completely different materials into a cohesive family afghan that everyone can appreciate? One word, dialogue. Open and honest communication can be the glue that holds this intricate and interestingly unique one-of-a-kind piece together. It's not merely about making our kids fit into both worlds. It's about crafting a family culture within your unit that honors both heritages in a way that everyone can be proud of. This isn't going to look the same for everyone. The starting materials first all are going to be very different in their nature, texture, and feel approach. But the time you put into it will certainly show in a glance what the quality of the outcome was. And last but not least, let's celebrate the surprises. Those delightful, baffling moments that only a multicultural family can offer. These are the memories that will not only shape our children, but also provide endless storytelling opportunities for years to come. Whether it's their unique taste in food or their eclectic choice and hobbies, these are the gems that make our family truly one of a kind. We are in a crazy time in our lives, and Srinu and I are ahead most of you all. I mean, it's crazy to think that Kim Kardashian is freaking selling bras with nips in them. Like, what are we trying? To, it's like two steps forward and three steps back. 
we want to be looked at as independent women, but then here we have, do we do we want to be looked as sexual objects? Like, I'm so confused. I'm sure that leaves you all confused, but raising your kids in a Western world while blending views of the East, and unfortunately, not all of us are going to make it through because life is tough and it's hard, and marriage alone is challenging, and then we add kids to complicate the patchwork even more. And today, we as parents are pushing through one day at a time. It comes with things no one ever could prepare you for, and your children will bring out sides and feelings to you that you've never experienced before. And before you know it, you're going to find faith when you thought you had none. You're going to fear when you thought there was none, and a fierceness in what your heart knows, even when you feel like the only one. But one thing I can share with you is that you're not alone. You'll never be in this alone, and you will come through this. And my inbox will always be open to you. Hello at MarriedIndia.com is a safe place. And because my mother-in-law always says, when you have friends, who needs therapy? And just like that, we've reached the end of this quick speed date as parents. And if you found a piece of your story in ours, we'd love to hear about it. Click that subscribe button and share your own plot twists with us. Until our next adventure, remember, the beauty of life lies within its unpredictability. I am sending virtual hugs to all you guys and always keep cherishing this journey.